Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. All right, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm so excited to see everyone here. Ramon, Ray, Mary Lynn, Monica. 
Scott, Ed, Renee, Kate, Jan, TM, Dora Marie, so many amazing people. So my name is Mike Zeller. I'll, I'm just going to do a quick little intro and then I'm going to ask today's topic is how to be great, how to be our greatest version of ourselves, because that is my secret obsession and not so secret obsession. And I know there's some other amazing people in here that are obsessed with that too. So I'm going to be calling on a few of you guys, Ed, Ramon, Mary Lynn. I want to see what your thoughts are, Renee, um, here in just a sec. But um, I've started about 16 different businesses, over 16 now. Um, I've been obsessed with being great since I was 19. I went to this seminar. My mom treated me to a seminar when I was 19. And she didn't even remember doing it. I think she was just doing it to get me out of the house and quit bugging her telling her I was bored or something before I, it was right before college started. It was a Peter Lowe success seminar. And it, while I was there, you know, I heard guys like Zig Ziglar, the late, great Colin Powell, uh, others talk about, you know what, if you study and you pursue like your chosen field and you read 30 minutes a day and you have these success habits, first time I really ever heard about success habits. And I was like, you know what? I need that. I want that. And I fell in love with the personal development world immediately. And then I went to my second seminar and it was a Brian Tracy seminar. And it was more about sales and mastering your time. But in that seminar, he said one profound thing that if you want to become an expert in your field and experts get paid disproportionately more than non-experts, meaning the top 1% of any field gets paid a lot more. Look at the uh, NBA players and look at like a LeBron James or Kevin Durant versus, you know, uh, Muggsy Bogues back in the day, right? They get paid a much, much different salary. And uh, so if you want to be an expert, become a person who's read 30, uh, over 36 books in that chosen field, which is one book a month for three years. I was like, you know what? That's easy. I'm going to do that right now. And so I started on that that first year and uh, read more than uh, 42 books that year and studied sales and psychology and have continued to study leadership, sales, marketing, human performance. And now I've read almost 2000 books in that uh, broader, well combined arena, right? So probably closer to 1500 and then 2000 books total. But um, so I'm curious who else is, is obsessed with their own pursuit of greatness. And then I want you to share one ingredient that is, is essential that you're finding is essential in your own pursuit of your greatest version of yourself. And I'd love to call on let's start with Ramon or Renee flash or Mike, either one of you. All right, Ramon, you're up, my friend. And Jan, if you would like to share as well, I know you have so much wisdom, or TM, but Ramon, you kick us off, my man. Ramon, you're, uh, you're a bit uh, separated from your microphone. Okay. Give me 10 seconds, 10 seconds, I'll be back. 10 all right, all right, all right. So I'm talking like if you're on the planet minutes. Mars, literally. <laughs> yeah, he's walking around in a spacesuit. Two suit cans Ramon and a string. <laughs> the metaverse that's right that's right but he's got a big smile still i'm sure in the metaverse 
All right, Ramon, you're back. All right, yeah, thank you, my guy. I'm on an Android phone. I don't want to be a hater. I love my Android, but I think the app works different on an Android, so I put on my Jabra headset. But, Mike, what I was saying about greatness, I think a few things, and I'm going to echo what you said, brother. I think, one, uh, surrounding yourself with great people. I could say so many tips, but I think I'll be brief. And I found that not to be lame, but, Mike, at BWC, I've not been in this personal development space so much, so I've learned and exercised a different side of my brain. As you may know, Mike, speaking I've done for years, and I'm got by God's grace, I'm pretty darn good at it. I speak very well on stage. So that's a craft I've already honed. But things like this happen for me, not to me. Things like who loses if I don't win. Things like slow down to speed up, like Larissa says, and learning from you, Mike, this is new for me. So I think surrounding yourself with the, the, the wolf pack and you're all going together, not kissing butt, but you're growing together, that's been one, I think, key for greatness for me. Thanks so much, Mike. 100 percent i love that the law of relationships is what i call that if who you are um is who you become or who you're around is who you become that's rising tide lifts all boats so great share ramon who else would like to go flash your mic if you are on stage uh did i see uh renee did you want to go i can't remember jan ed let's uh have a few more shares is that Ed? That was Ed. Let's go. Yes, sir. Go ahead, my friend. Rock and roll. So one of my favorite coaches has a concept known as person of interest. And persons of interest are people that are moving and circulating and making things happen. And he describes how persons of interest also have something very special. And I think I've decoded what that is. People that operate unconditionally in love with their fellow humans and are really and really intending to serve they're the ones that get the most attraction that is good i love that who else wants to piggyback off of ed's share great share ed maria did i see you flash or who who would like to go this is Mary Lynn. I'll just a quick share. Mary Lynn. Um, yeah. So I was with Amelia are, are doing some G 100 work the other day. And I'm like, you know, I feel like I haven't, I've been, a uh, was that Jack of all trades, a master of none. And somebody reframed that for me and said, but you're the person who can walk into the room and talk to anybody about anything. I mean, like I'm a jeopardy whiz. So I think reframing, and who you surround yourself with is huge too because ramon like you um personal growth i would did a lot of a lot of spiritual growth but i hadn't had a lot of mentors and so i think having mentors like that have helped me become um you know the best version of myself and being here every day for sure love it such a great share mary maryland and one of the biggest things that you see over and over and over there's a few outliers that uh, like Elon Musk or maybe Steve Jobs, but really they had mentors in other capacities. But most everyone who has succeeded at a high, 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 high level, they typically had mentors. Uh, you look at um, John D. Rockefeller, had mentors in his 20s. And then what happens is, is they borrow from others. They borrow the wisdom and insight from others. Warren Buffett had a mentor, right? Benjamin Graham was his mentor. Uh, early on. And then Charlie, Charlie Munger, his business partner, was a mentor of other sorts. And so 100%, it's a, it's a way to shortchange the way I look at masterminds and mentors. You know, I've been leading masterminds for like seven years. 
And a mentor can, uh, and a mastermind can basically take what you might do in 10 years and help you do it in like two, um, because it helps you ref reflect and get over your subconscious beliefs, barriers. Basically, I, I've been thinking in preparation for today and just in general, what are, what are some blocks? Like how do we claim our power of who we can become and what we're capable of? How do we close that gap of potential to talent where we wanna die with only talent and zero potential left because we've maximized every piece of who we are. And, and some of the blocks uh, that I've seen and I, I navigate myself, right? Wounds, stories, traumas. Like well, there's trauma is a big deal. Like my wife has been through a lot of trauma. I've had some trauma, right? If you've had some trauma on the stage, flash your mic. You know, if we have some trauma that becomes a subconscious energetic belief barrier. And, and actually I'll, I'll give you guys a chance to release some of the trauma today. If you guys want, we'll work on some of that. And I, I work with like a lot of different peak performers. One of the guys I just consulted last week and they're uh, becoming a long-term client today, like a six month consulting client. So he's got uh, six car dealerships, 250 um, employees, definitely him and his wife and, and his executive team. So I'm going to be mentoring them from the leadership executive side. And and his wife has some trauma, massive trauma from her upbringing. He has a little bit of trauma and, and then it becomes trapped in your body. My, uh, my uh, dad didn't let us get MTV as a kid. Like we literally had no cable. We, I felt left out as a little boy watching, you know, we got to watch nature shows. That's basically what we got to watch at night. I remember watching these nature shows and being astonished at like this wildebeest is running on the African safari and a lion catches it, drags it off. And then a few minutes later, it escapes somehow. It's in the jaws of the lion, escapes, runs off, and the lion doesn't chase after it because it's too freaking tired. And then you see the wildebeest, like two minutes later, it's freaking eating grass. I'm like, dude, if I was just in the jaws of the lion, I'm not eating a burger and fries or pizza. That's not the first thing on my mind. I'm like hyperventilating and I'm like, you know, trying to re restabilize. But the crazy thing about us as humans is we can relive a trauma over and over. And oftentimes we're not even aware of it and we might live it for 30 or 40 years. And, and I'm curious, uh, I know Deanna is here. And if there's anyone else here that's an expert in trauma, um, I'd love, Deanna, if you want to share a little bit of what you know, what it does to the body. Um, Deanna is an expert at working with uh, intimate partner violence. Uh, Deanna, do you, do you mind sharing? Are you there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm here. Um, yeah, thank, thanks for um, asking. Uh, the, the biggest thing that we've learned when it comes to trauma is it actually chemically um, shuts off and changes areas of your brain. So that's the first thing. And so you, you really aren't capable of handling situations as someone who maybe would not have gone through that trauma. But then secondly, because of the outpouring of the chemicals that your body has, 
and the, the fact that you stay in that state and you're unable to get yourself out of it, it wreaks havoc on your body. Everything is stored. I call it the issues are stored in your tissues, but there's a great book called The Body uh, Keeps the Score. It just, it just wreaks havoc on you. And so it is important if you have this or you suspect that you have it to really seek the help to be able to process through it. You don't really just get over trauma, but you can process through it so that instead of that becoming a reality for you every day, it moves into a memory. And then you're able to um, work around it and treat it like it's in the past and not continually happening. It's really an interesting topic though, yeah. So how, what have you seen in releasing it and moving it from a disempowering uh, trauma that's stored in you? Like I, I totally 100% agree. I mean, my wife has been through tremendous trauma. So like we see that stored in her, she cannot handle certain circumstances. Now we've, we've been doing, doing a lot of neurofeedback that's actually helping to repattern her brain, um, and somatic psychotherapy and a few other things in motion code. But I'm curious, what, what else have you seen that helps someone like get to the point that they can actually process and move through that? Um, pulling people into reality is why things like neurofeedback work. It's rerouting, it's retraining those pathways. Um, EMDR, uh, meditation, getting into nature. There are so many things that you can do to interrupt when you realize it. I think the biggest thing for people who have gone through trauma is to become aware of the fact that they are being triggered. Because like you said, sometimes people don't realize that they're actually living in it all the time because it's become their way of life. It's become so normal, quote unquote, to them that they don't realize that it's that that they're actually in a state. And so, you know, like you did, you guys did the, all the there's so many different therapies that you can um, <clears throat> look at and go through. But Mike, I will say that even for me and all the work that I did when I've gone through um, the NLP training, but I've done your, um, your claim your power NLP meditation. I mean, it's incredible. And when you go through something like that, it'll bring things to the front that you haven't even realized that you didn't process. And then it allows you to address it. You know, it allows you to we, we just, we can't even do anything about things that we haven't confronted. So it allows you to address that. It allows you to put it in its place. And if you aren't able to get it in its place and it makes you completely emotional, which has happened to me, then you're allowed, it allows you to be able to tap into some therapy that will help you interrupt those patterns and reroute those patterns. Because again, it is something that is literally going on inside your brain that then extends out into your body. Well, thank you. Yeah, so good. And guys, if you want to work with Deanna, message her as well for releasing trauma, especially from partner violence. Um, she's amazing at a lot of different things around trauma. 
uh, as well. So, uh, Deanna, feel free to uh, add a quick blurb before I move on to uh, the next point. Anything oh, else? thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. No, I appreciate you letting me talk. You guys can find me at Deanna Wellness pretty much anywhere. So, uh, appreciate the shout out, Mike. Thanks. You're welcome. Anyone else want to piggyback on this trauma and add anything else in terms of how it's a block to greatness and how it can be released before I take us through a couple different exercises around it? Anyone else? Just want to double check. Hi. Monica. Yeah, I see you. Is that Monica? And then who else was that? Michelle. Michelle. All right, perfect. We'll come back to you, Michelle. Monica, you're up, my friend. Good morning. Um, I wanted to share something I uh, heard really brilliant in a clubhouse room just, I guess it was last week. There's a really lovely man on here whose name is Harrison, and he does incredible work around trauma. And he's from Australia, and he described trauma in a way I had never heard before, and it just was one of those moments where you went, holy moly, I never even thought about that. Because we tend to think of trauma as, you know, what people will sometimes call big T trauma, where you've been to war or you were, you know, abused or, you know, something really big and monumental happened to you. However, the interesting thing that Harrison, the distinction that Harrison brought to the conversation, which was so amazing, was he said, when you think about a child and the child's perspective and how small the universe is for a child, it's their immediate family, or perhaps if they're in elementary school, it's their classroom or their classmates, their world is very, very small and they don't have any kind of context or perspective that we have as adults. So anything that happens in a child's life that is too overwhelming for them to handle all at once is a trauma. And I was like, holy crap, that's amazing. So he said something as simple to an adult as getting lost in a grocery store or a department store when you're, when you're a child is an actual trauma because it's so overwhelming. It's, it, it triggers your survival instinct because you're separated from your person who is your entire world. Right. And that you, you experience that as a trauma, but your parent doesn't experience that in the same way because they have a different context. And I just thought what an incredible um, different aspect to bring also to this conversation because we tend to discount the things we've been through as, well, I haven't had any trauma. I haven't, you know, this didn't happen to me or that, but we've all experienced those kind of small-ish things in our, in our childhoods that then we bring into adulthoods. We internalize, we often tuck into the shadow of us and we bring into adulthood. So I just really um, wanted to share that because it was so enlightening for me. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Thank you. Oh, Mike, can I add just something to that real quick? Yeah, go ahead, Deanna, and then uh, Michelle, you're up. After. Just real quick that none of us escapes trauma. I love that she brought that up. I mean, um, none of us escape it. It's why safety is probably the biggest thing, security for a child when you're bringing a child up. Um, and then, you know, we've been through two years now of, of a pandemic and lockdown. And I'm, I'm coming across people even can't relate to going back out to eat in a restaurant. So 
none of us escape it. And so learning the tools to, to process and cope are important, I think, for everybody. Thanks for letting me add that. Sorry, Michelle, I didn't mean to jump. No, no worries, no worries. Um, hi, I'm Michelle. Um, I just wanted to say that, yeah, that's exactly, exactly what uh, I was gonna touch on there, Monica, is that the things that happen to us as a child, they basically, they can, they can be the smallest thing. There is a gentleman that I was working with and he finally went and asked his, his mom, he's like, why did you guys leave me at the fair on this, on the Ferris wheel? Because he was traumatized for that for his whole life. His mom like abandoned him and everything. And he's like, you guys just left me up there. And she was like, what are you talking about? She's like, we, you were there with my aunt and you guys went, we were all there. And then you put me on there and you guys didn't come on and you left me there. And he, she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And what it was, was one of those 25 cent machines outside of the Kmart that he was on. But because as a child, he didn't see where his family was when he was going around that one little circle. And that left him traumatized that he had a, an abandonment issues with that for the rest of his life. And the things that we bring with us for that, like when we are little, we learn how to feel about ourselves and about the reactions that come from adults around us. So the way that we learn to think about ourselves and our world, if if you lived with people that were unhappy or if they were um, had negative or any guilt or any frightening things towards you, it all came back onto you. So when we grow up, we have a tendency to recreate those emotional environments that our early child was dealing with. So you, to, to kind of help that, you want to go back to your inner child and self-love and start figuring out what your inner child was having problems with because it'll stick in it'll stick all the way through and that emotional trauma is basically any instant where a high state of negative emotions is backed by a limiting belief on something if it was a emotional environment that we were in so you could feel like i never do anything right and how often do you say those things to yourself you have to start saying i love you and like i take my inner child and i go out on a date every week because I didn't have that, that, that love around me. So I always felt like I was abandoned. And that inner child has really held me back in a lot of my career, my professional life, my relationships. So not being able to like just blame our parents for it, we have to go through the forgiveness step. Then we have to basically transmute that trauma because it'll stick within our consciousness no matter what. And till we like reprogram the subconscious mind, that's that's when it basically comes out of that, what they call an anagram. So it's the neural encoding that helps that um, persistence in your memory, right? So when the anagrams are linked and persisted to all of it, it triggers or commands. So we like taking people back and releasing those commands, releasing those triggers so that it doesn't come up and you don't have that judgment or criticism towards you. And uh, it's, it's a lot of times we like to feel like we're the victims because we can blame our parents for it, but maybe our parents just didn't know how to love themselves enough or their family never gave it. So when you can really stop that cycle, that's when you can actually move forward and do a lot of things. So yeah, healing that inner child is probably the, the biggest thing for traumas because some of the littlest things, like you could be on a little Ferris wheel outside of Kmart for 25 cents. And I mean, he's now, you know, turning 49 
and he just got that fixed and realized that it wasn't that they left him at a big amusement park ferris wheel where he was all alone and has felt that resentment against his mom and his aunt for years so healing that will just it launches you so it launches you just you know skyrockets you into your next level so it's uh something just doing the inner inner work i'd say so i'm gonna park my plane right there great, thanks guys great share michelle and deanna and uh, winfred did you want to share a quick snippet real quick and then i want to move into an exercise to help us actually release some of this and claim our power so winfred winifred yes I, I thank you for allowing me share i believe it's important to distinguish between what is a trauma, what is trauma, what, what is, when is an event traumatic and when is it not? Because two people can experience the same event and to one person it is traumatic, to, a, to another person it's not. And trauma, and there's so much power in our words and people use the words um, trauma um, just loosely. So for me, um, something is traumatic if it overwhelms the person's capacity to cope. We, that means that it overwhelms your nervous system. And one of the things when we're talking about overwhelm is that when there's a traumatic event, it causes the limbic system of your brain to be to become hyper, hy, hyperactive and that shuts down your prefrontal cortex, which is your thinking rational brain. So one of the things you want to do if you're going through a traumatic event is to exercise because exercise pumps blood flow to your brain and switches um, the prefrontal cortex, takes, takes it, um, it gives it control over your amygdala, over your limbic system. So if an event is traumatic, if, if you feel emotional, that's one of the triggers, one of the signs you know that the event is traumatic, you feel emotional, emo so emotional you cannot control yourself. So that's, that's when you know you're overwhelmed. You're very, very sad, very angry, very fearful. So your inability to control yourself is a measure if an event is traumatic. And if it is, exercise. So I'm a trauma-integrated coach and I've gone through a lot of training, lots of certifications. And I tell you that no matter what training I do, the first thing is they always recommend that you exercise. And I found it very beneficial because I have lived through my big teas and my small and my little teas. I call the big traumas, and then I call the other daily traumas the little teas. But exercise has been proven scientifically and in my own experience to be really essential. That's why uh, the morning five is a go-to for everybody. I'm done speaking. Thanks for listening. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Winifred. Celeste, did I see you uh, want to share? Can you, if you have a quick 30-second one, do you mind? No, I don't mind at all. Thank you so much. Yes, just very quickly, I've heard a few people saying the points I'm making, but it's worth repeating. Trauma, of course, is it varies from person to person, but I think at the core is deciding you want to release it, that you don't want to stay there. It's making a choice to the degree you can that you want to forgive, forgive other people that may have caused it or forgive yourself because there's some drama or traumatic things that you caused by your own behavior. But it comes down to choosing to release that and not staying there. And I believe a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people who seem to enjoy staying in that same place. I don't 
know exactly the reasons behind it, but I think choosing and deciding that every day I'm going to release this, I'm going to forgive because that's for you more so than the other person. And I think that's really important. The last thing I wanna say was back on when you were talking about being great. Um, there are several things, but one is again, the discipline. And many times we talk about the things you need to do every day. And those things are important in order to develop new habits. But I think what's not talked about as much is what not to do. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. So I just wanted to reinforce that message as well. And I'm done. All right. Beautiful. Thanks for the share, Celeste and uh, Minifred. All right, guys, great shares this morning on that. And the reason I spent a little more time on this, I'm going to read you a quote from this, the book, The Science of Becoming Great. And it says, you can never become a great man or woman until you have overcome anxiety, worry, and fear. It is impossible for an anxious person, a worried one, or a fearful one to perceive truth. All things are distorted and thrown out of their proper relations by such mental states, and those who are in them cannot read the thoughts of God. So that's in Science of Being Great by Wallace D. Waddles. And before I guide us through a little NLP meditation process, and some of you guys might want to do a one-on-one or might want to grab my YouTube where you get the full-length one. Um, uh, YouTube's completely free. If you do a one-on-one with me, it's it's while it's not cheap, it's well worth it if it's something that you need to release and step into your highest power. But I'm going to share a quick story um, around one of my friends and former clients, Kristen Boss. She uh, just came out with a book called Pivot to Purpose, and she's now arguably one of the top people in the country in her field um, as a, as a uh, expert on the direct selling or network marketing world. And she's a dynamic speaker, an amazing human being. But when I met her in October 2019, we started working together. I was working her through some of these things. And she was a hairstylist. She's a, a phenomenal hairstylist, but she was a hairstylist. That's what she'd done for 15 years. But she had had it in her heart and in her soul that she was meant for more. She was meant for more and she knew it. Do we have anyone else in this room that feels like they're meant for more and they know it? Flash some mics, give me some woohoos. If you know, you are yes, everybody should be. <laughs> That's right. There's, there's longing and purpose. And I want you guys to pay attention to your desires. The root word for desire means desire of the father. Desire means of the father. You are placed with these desires from something greater than yourself, whether you call it universe, God, source, whatever. These longings, these desires were of something bigger than you. And you have a purpose. Those desires are there for a reason. Do not ignore them. Ignore them at your peril. And we have to stir them up sometimes. And so part of my intent, my, my desire for you right now is to stir up some of your desires and awaken you to some of those dreams and longings from the past. Okay. So meet Kristen. Kristen at the time had never made more than $2,000 in her side hustle. And by the way, guys, I want you guys to go ahead and click share on this, this room and also click the little green house at the top and follow the Breakfast with Champions group. 
All right. But share, well, I want to get our shares up to 125 before C-Rock takes over at 7 o'clock. All right. So let's have a few shares. And if you're liking the conversation and liking where we're going today, shoot me a message. Just say, give me a thumbs up, whatever, something like that. That helps me know I'm in the right right ballpark or I've been off topic. Okay. Um, but I'm working with Kristen. Never made more than two grand on her side hustle a month. And we start working together. And some of the things we have to unpack and we have to unravel, obviously these stories, these wounds, these traumas, these beliefs, hey, how come I've never made it before? I've tried a bunch of things. I've spent years. I've spent thousands of dollars, even though she was spending more money with me than she'd ever spent uh, in a coach <laughs> at the time. She, her habits, she had good habits. She was a hard worker. She was driven and determined. Um, who is that? All right. Oh, hey, Babs, we're, we're going to mute you. All right. Mike, how do you know Babs was not excited about what you said? You said you want to know, Mike, if you're in the right room. <laughs> that's what she was doing. Maybe that's what, was that what you were doing, Babs? My bad. <laughs> uh, I am so sorry. I didn't even know I was unmuted. <laughs> I am enjoying it. Mike, keep going, keep going. All right, all good. All right. So, Kristen. She had this commitment. She didn't have a tribe. Your tribe determines your vibe. You know, who you're around, who your peers are, who you are constantly surrounded with, both determines your ceiling and your floor of your life. How high you can go and how low you can go. All right? So she elevated all that when she, I, I just read in the acknowledgments of her book, Pivot to Purpose, it's out today officially on Amazon. She acknowledges me and, and says, hey, when she, when she uh, signed up to work with me, it was two grand was what she was uh, spending for the first program. And she was like, she broke down in tears and cried because at that point in her life, she was facing all these obstacles. And if you're facing a few obstacles in life, I want to encourage you in a couple ways. She's facing all these obstacles and guess what? She was, she, debts were piling up. Uh, her HVAC went out in her house. Her husband was in between jobs for a month and a half or so. Um, car repairs had struck. Uh, she was about to be involved in a national daycare crisis where like this daycare was operating illegally and looked legit, but her kids were in this daycare and they were unlicensed apparently and all this thing. And all these things. And then she, one of her kids accidentally gave her a black eye in the middle of it too, in the middle of the program. But she, she's, uh, she's challenged me as she was signing up. She's like, Mike, if you, if I sign up for this, will I get my money back? I was like, Kristen, if you do exactly what I say and trust the process, I'll guarantee that you at least get a 10 X return. Sure enough, she got, she heard that was October by December, end of December. You know, the program ended in November, at the end of November. She made over 25 grand that month. Over the next year, she never made less than 25 grand in a month. And it's her side hustle. And she ended up doing over a million dollars her first year. Last year, she did multiple seven figures. I'm not going to disclose how much she did. But let's say she's, this year, she should do over uh, ten, eight figures. All right, so two and a half years ago, she was a hairstylist. Literally, she didn't step full-time into her coaching until March 2020 when COVID forced her hair salon to shut down. Now, not all clients, not all the people I work with get that sort of dramatic results. 
but I started asking myself, how did she step into her greatness? In preparation for today, since her book is out, how did she step into her greatness? Um, so effortlessly, it seemed. It wasn't effortless, but it was fluid and it flowed. And one of the things we did, we were talking, Deanna was talking about my Claim Your Power NLP process. We released some of the trauma. In January of 2020, we did an NLP. We did a half-day strategy session, then we did an NLP session at the end to anchor in and to sear, sear the release. Like one of, uh, I think Celeste um, or Minifred was talking about how you got to decide to release, decide to release. All right, so that's part of what we're going to do here in just a sec. We're going to decide to release some things, but then you also have to decide to receive, decide to accept. Remember this word desire, desire of the Father. Those desires are good. They're worthy, okay? And receiving that, actually, maybe those are true for me, okay? And it's scary. Like when I came out with my first book, The Genius Within, last year, you know what? I wasn't. I didn't really promote it real hard leading up, and uh, the week of, and even the next month or two, I was like, I, I didn't really embrace. I was working through this identity shift. Identity shifts are a little scary, right? And we have to try it on and fill it out. But now, I like. I got this. I feel confident about it. My book is changing lives. I'm seeing people step into their genius, and I can't wait for my next book and all that now. All right, so I'm going to break it down. Here's what we're going to do. And you can grab uh, grab the link if you want for the YouTube, the full-on version. Uh, it's on, I think I've pinned it up at the top. Yep, so just subscribe to my YouTube channel. Totally free. Play it later. Play. I've had clients play it like 10, 15 times. You know, that, that one meditation has been played over 11,000 times now. All right, so here's what we're going to do. I want you to take a second and we're going to take about three minutes and do this because I know there's some people in the room that are ready to claim their power, that are ready to release trauma, that are ready to step up into their greatness. All right. So here's what we're going to do. You're going to shut your eyes. If you're not driving, if you're driving, don't shut your eyes. Keep, keep your eyes open. But you're going to go ahead and shut your eyes because we're going to attune ourselves to the body. The body doesn't lie. So breathe out through your mouth. Here we go. Breathe out slowly at a count of four seconds. Hold it. Four seconds. Breathe in through your nose at four seconds. Hold it. And then release again at four seconds. Allowing your body to steady and center itself and release and hold it, breathe in, take four seconds, breathe in and just feel yourself sliding into a deeper state of centeredness and relaxation. And now what I want you to do, we're gonna do a rapid fire session, but what I want you to do is I want you to ask your body and ask your body to speak and ask your conscious mind to be quiet for a few. Ask that conscious mind to relax and let go, and your body is going to speak. Make that deal an agreement. The body intelligence is super strong. We underrate it at times. And what you're going to do is you're going to ask your body to show you 
and acknowledge where's there where's there tension in your body where's there worry or anxiety just ask your body to show it and you may or not may not get you may or may not get an answer immediately and that's okay either way sake of time we're going to keep moving forward so once you've received that message from your body then i want you to ask your body to let you know what color that tension is give it a color and is it intense or is it light and then on the next exhale we're going to go ahead and exhale through our mouth you're going to release that tension like see it being breathed with that color being breathed through your lungs and released ask that tension to release next part in breathe in and i want you to imagine that there's a cloud of peace a cloud of connectedness of you being connected and full of peace at your highest level it's coming near you and as you breathe it in see that entering into your lungs and that peace spreading from your lungs to your heart to your mind down through your arms and your hands and your fingers down through your legs and it feels really really good and now what i want you to do as we step into releasing an old story i want you to see yourself walking into a room and in this room there's an old story an old memory an old trauma an old limiting belief an old way of being that is not you at your highest and best and i want you to see that memory go ahead and see it on a youtube thumbnail on the wall and what we're going to do go ahead and play that memory in rapid fire go ahead and play it and see what you would see watch yourself watching yourself on that wall and then once you're done with that memory go ahead and rewind it all the way back to the beginning and what you're going to do is you're going to go ahead and transform that memory to black and white but i want you to ask yourself ask yourself ask that version of you to come out of that scene to come out of that memory and pop in the room with you and i want you to ask that version of you what is his or her good intent how is he or she that version of you trying to protect and trying to serve you oftentimes people get it's trying to literally protect us from harm protect us from tragedy protect us from making a mistake that we might have made before whatever it may be okay thank that version of you express gratitude and let that version of you know it's seen and heard and appreciate it and hug it and then let it know you're releasing it and then the next phrase here in just a sec what you're going to do is we're going to release that version of you okay we're going to release that version of you that old version of you from controlling and dictating your life and so here we go i'm going to give you a magic word and that version of you on the youtube thumbnail is going to come towards you and it's going to get smaller and it's going to go back on the wall and get smaller again so here we go swish is the magic word see that version of you come off the wall and get even smaller swish see that version of you go back on the wall and get even smaller 
Swish, see that version of you come towards you again and get even smaller. Swish, see that version of you go back on the wall and get even smaller. Swish, see that version of you come towards you one more time and get even smaller. Swish, see that version of you go back on the wall and get even smaller. Because that version of you is getting smaller and smaller in your life. Now you're going to walk to another part of the room. And in this other part of the room, there's another version of you, another memory from the past or the future that represents you at your highest and best self. Find that memory from the past or the future. And what I want you to do is just ask your body, what is a memory that it would like to remember where you played at your highest and best self? You didn't play small, you played all out. You showed up in your glory, in all your strength, in all your power, in all your magnetism from the past or the future. And again, your body doesn't lie. Just trust whatever memory your body brings that it wants to anchor in today. And once you have it, what you're going to do, go ahead and play that memory. See that memory again. See what you would see. Hear what you'd hear. Feel what you'd feel. Taste what you'd taste. And enjoy it. Savor this moment, this memory. And then when you're done with that memory, rewind it back to the beginning. Rewind it back to the beginning. And I want you to ask this version of you, what is his or her name? Ask that version of you to come out of the room or out of the uh, wall in the YouTube thumbnail. What is his or her name? And what is her or his good intent for your life? Take a second. Notice how it felt to be in that higher version and thank that version. And now what you're going to do is I'm going to magnify. We're going to make that version of you even more powerful. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to pull out that higher and better self. And I'm going to say the magic word. And this time that version of you is going to come off the wall and get bigger. But before that, go ahead and ask that version of you, higher and better self, if he or she will be willing to lead your life more and more and more. Okay? All right, so here we go. Now I'm gonna say the magic word, that version of you is gonna come off the wall and it's gonna get bigger. Here we go. Swish, see that version of you come off the wall and get even bigger. Swish, see that version of you go back on the wall and get even bigger. Swish, see that version of you come towards you one more time and get even bigger. Swish, see that version of you go back on the wall and get even bigger. Swish, see that version of you come towards you again and get even bigger. Swish, see that version of you go back on the wall and it's taken up almost the whole wall now because that version of you is you at your highest and best self and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger in your life all right now what i want you to do is i want you to just take a second and imagine the rest of your day imagine the rest of your week the rest of your month the rest of your year being led by this version of you more and more and more
And notice how beautiful it is when you are being led by this higher level self. How amazing it is. How amazing he or she is. And thank yourself. And when you're ready, open your eyes. All right, guys. So here's what we just did. As your eyes are opening, we reprogrammed some of the subconscious associations. We got into as quickly as possible. Obviously, I have a 30-minute version, and then when I do a one-on-one, it's about 90 minutes total. Um, But we went deep into your subconscious. Your subconscious mind dictates about 98% of your thoughts and behaviors. And we tackled a lot of beliefs and barriers around that. So two things. Um, I want to have a couple shares. And then secondly, so I want to hear what some of you guys experienced. And if you experienced a breakthrough or a shift or this higher level self, um, shoot me a message. Even if you don't want to share on stage, that's okay. I'd like to know who got a shift, who got a breakthrough from this. And then secondly, um, if you want to go deeper on that, you know, grab the, grab the full meditation, totally free, on my YouTube channel. Uh, just grab that. The link is posted above. And then secondly, I'm looking. I just had the idea while I was even leading the meditation. If some of you guys would like to do a, a, a guided one, a longer group one where we do the full process, because you could have a taste that this was really powerful. We've had breakthroughs and people shift and liberate from different traumas even during a mini session like that here in the Breakfast of Champions room. But if you want a full, full experience in a group setting, I'm glad to do one on even the Sunday. It's totally free. Only thing I might ask is that you donate to my charity water campaign, like 25 bucks, right? But if you guys would want to do that, message me or comment uh, here when I open it up. Or if you want to do a one-on-one, I'll post a link that you can grab a one-on-one and we can do like I did with Kristen, like I've done with a lot of other people to release traumas and stories and just anchor that in and anchor their more abundant self, their more powerful self. I've had people release loss of a child. Um, I've had people release abusive ex-husbands, things like that, rape, uh, a whole bunch of things that have, have been released or step into their more abundant self during that. But I'm curious, um, who had a breakthrough during that session, during that little mini session? Flash your mic if you had a shift or uh, shoot me a message. All right, Babs, I see you flashing. All right, Babs, why don't you share what you shifted and experienced during that session before we go to the next part? First of all, thank you so much. This has just been so rewarding. Um, and just to take some time to even sort of think back, it also just made it. After doing this, now I understand why I do what I do. First of all, guys, I'm Babs, your international uh, coach, vocal coach, and motivational coach. I'm so excited because what happened was it shifted where I can see where I have always been trying to please someone and uh, and trying to please and help someone, I wind up hurting myself, you know, even as from a child up. And But I've always been giving and loving, but I always knew that there was a passion, a passion to perform, a passion to sing, a passion to stand on stage. And when you said, Think about what your greatest moments. And I was just sitting here and thinking when I was on stage and, and everyone standing and, 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 you know, just saying, congratulations, you know, it was just so 
exciting, which is why I do what I do. And it, it let me know that I stand directly in my pur purpose of teaching others to give them a passion to perform, to know what that feels like, to know how to be able to give and serve and minister on stage. So I really appreciate you. I never made the connection until now. And thanks so much. I appreciate that. Hi, you're welcome, Babs. That's my honor. And I'm getting a few other messages of uh, one of the uh, participants here. She released her four-year-old self as well. And I uh, had a few other breakthroughs. Um, so let me know if you have any other shares, flash a mic or jump in. And then I'm going to lead us through one other quick little exercise here. If not, um, and then, um, and grab the link. Before I switch the link out, I'm going to put in my other link to the six steps to finding your genius here in just a sec. Um, but also, I want to talk about, you know, as we anchor in one of the other big things that we got to do, because we're releasing what we just did. And, you know, there's a lot of different things that we're, we worked on during that NLP session, even though it was only like eight or nine minutes. We released old stories, old traumas. We released the one that was most present. Okay. And, and it's there for all of us. Like I took another, she's a big Instagram influencer and took her through this process. And, and, and we were doing a day strategy session. And her name's Amanda and we're about, uh, about to dive in to storyboarding her message and all these things for a next level. And 20 minutes in, she breaks down in tears. I'm like, crap, I have a crying girl on my hands. I don't even know why she's crying. She tells me, um, it tells me she feels completely stuck on her message. And it was just a mind thing. It was just a pattern, right? And she felt stuck and disempowered. And then I took her through this process. And guess what? Within a few minutes, within a few minutes, she was completely released. And she had her power. She had her, she was anchored in and she was able to move forward in a beautiful and powerful way. And uh, it took, well, it took about an hour and a half two hours, but we got her totally free. And, and then the next month she went from literally for the months before being completely stuck to being on fire. And that's the beauty of what you can create in your life, guys. Those changes can happen in an instant. All right. So, um, let me know any other shares from this morning before we wrap. Um, and I want to acknowledge also all of you guys for showing up and diving in. And then I posted the uh, link again to six steps to finding your genius, which is my obsession. Uh, go ahead and, and uh, share. Uh, well, I heard someone else share. Go ahead. I, Mike, I have a question for you. Kate, yeah. I'm so curious to know when people come to you, do they, are they very clear on what their challenge is and where they feel stuck? Or do you feel like some people just come to you kind of in that state of like, I just don't know what it is. What do you feel is the, for, for most of your clients? Yeah, I, I think most of us are not, or most of us, most of the clients that I work with, they're not really sure where they're stuck. And often they're even a peak performer. Like the guys, some of my uh, consulting clients, they're already crushing it, but they know there's, they're stuck between their current reality and their next level. And there's something blocking them. And sometimes it's habits, uh, stories, limitations. Yeah. But oftentimes where we think we're stuck, we're actually not really stuck at something deeper or different. And that's just the outward symptom. So good question. Yeah. 
Hey, Mike, Renee. this is, yeah, this is Renee. What an amazing segment. Um, you know, I'm sure everyone has been able to gain so much value from what you're pouring into us. You know, not only is it about helping us to retrain our brain, reprogramming the brain, because unfortunately we want to keep going back to those habits that we are just so familiar with. So we really have to put more into the action in regarding to how to shift not only those thoughts, but one of the things you talked about also, that desire, having that burning desire to want to break free from it, right? You know, we have experiences and we all, I said, every family have a little bit of dysfunctional in it, right? Um, and with that, you know, being able to keep you know, not only doing this type of exercise, I love the fact of closing the eyes. To me, when we're able to close our eyes, we're able to really connect with our soul. And also it helps to keep everything with clarity because now you're not utilizing anything else, but you're seeing exactly what you need to see from within. And that's where all of our strength and all of our power lies from within us. As I said, we are the master of our fate, the captain of our soul. And with this whole visualization, it was like a mini movie you walked us through. So not only were we able to see ourselves from where our past, but where it is that we're going. And that's something that was so wonderful. It really resonated um, this example today. You know, we talked about this yesterday. We were actually in a process also, Mike, reading Think and Grow Rich again. Because no matter what season you're in, you know, I feel as if it's important to really reconnect, not only having that burning desire, those thoughts, but having that faith. I know TM talked about that faith this morning as well and how we're preparing ourselves for our best version of ourselves going into our greatness is always important to take the time to do these exercises because unfortunately our mind is always going to drift backwards if we don't because that's what it's so used to so we have to put forth even more of the efforts 10 times a day to keep on repeating it because with repetition we know we're able to find a win so thank you so very much, Michael, for this opportunity to just really bring this to life. We really appreciate you. So good. Thanks for the share. Beautifully said, Renee. And guys, I'm going to hand it over to C-Rock, but I wanted to, Kate, you also brought up a good question there. One of the other things that I've found is that as we release our subconscious belief barriers and the stories, that just creates a much bigger ceiling. It's like that old, uh, I like to say that old floor becomes your or the old ceiling becomes your new floor and our identity shifts the power as we step into that new identity and then when uh, when people often come to work with me one of the things that we often identify like i did this friday and, and thursday last week is we identify what's their thousand dollar and ten thousand dollar an hour activities and where have they been squandering their best energies and best time um, on lower level activities that are not in their zone of genius. Um, and so anyway, that's a big thing that I love to work on.
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.